I'm super excited for Wi-Fi 7. I think we've successfully, as an industry, taken 6 and 6E to production Broadcom. In the last 3-4 years, we've done over a billion and a half chips, Wi-Fi 6, 6E chips. We're looking forward to another generation of success with Wi-Fi 7. Today on The Signal, we welcome Vijay Nagarajan from Broadcom with forecasts on Wi-Fi 7 for 2024. All right. Hey, this is Martha DeGrasse here again for Wi-Fi Alliance. And this is The Signal, our podcast where we give you the inside track on Wi-Fi. These are meant to be smart conversations with industry leaders. We want to deliver a new perspective on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. And today we're going to be talking about Wi-Fi 7 with Vijay Nagarajan. He is VP of Wireless Connectivity at Broadcom. Vijay, welcome back to The Signal. Martha, thank you so much for having me again here. It was a wonderful conversation last time and I Really look forward to having one more with you today. Yeah, last time we learned a little bit about Wi-Fi 7, but now almost a year has passed and I think it's a good time to get an update on actual use cases that are requiring Wi-Fi 7 as opposed to Wi-Fi 6 or even Wi-Fi 6E. Well, that's a great question, Martha. I think uh 2023 we saw a lot of new launches with Wi-Fi 7 especially in the consumer space. and the use cases have been pretty evident for us right from the get go and some of them were surprising as well you know for one i think from a continuity perspective wifi 7 will enable greater capacity at the access point it's all about network capacity it's all about making sure that there are more and more devices that are supported in your home or in your enterprise networks home especially where you need not just broadband connections going to your computers and phones but also to your TVs and other devices that are streaming video so there's certainly a notion of being able to support greater capacity now interestingly our service provider customers have also come back with a lot of their KPIs evolving to focus more on QoS the quality of service latency and high reliability not just throughputs you know speeds and feeds are always there but then all these elements add a greater reliability and determinism to your network this makes a lot of sense because oftentimes the wifi is much faster than the wan network coming in you can't really talk about the speed argument however talk of quality of service latency reliability all of this becomes very evident for you as a consumer because there's a high data rate video conference that's happening and there's a live stream or a live stream session happening like ours here the video gets blocky the audio gets choppy you're done that's not the experience that the customer wants the consumer wants so that's where wifi 7 comes in where it brings this high degree of reliability and low latency to the traffic and you know there are special features that have been put in place mlo as an example which i believe we talked about last time which really help on these kpis okay great so you're talking a lot about the home experience we're recording this in late december do you think people that are shopping for home wifi equipment are looking for wifi 7 or consumers aware of wifi 7 now 
consumers are absolutely aware of Wi-Fi 7, and it's partly thanks to the Wi-Fi Alliance and the nomenclature change that they affected a few years ago. As I tell people, it's so much easier for me to go to my mom and say six is better than five and seven is better than six. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of visibility that has come about in terms of what the latest generations of Wi-Fi have to offer. So there is certainly a pull for Wi-Fi 7, which we see partly because of the understanding and the visibility, but also because everybody wants high reliability wireless broadband. Being able to provide broadband services on top of being able to connect multiple devices, whether it's in a mesh configuration or a standalone configuration, super important. So yes, certainly. Okay, great. And what about the enterprise? Enterprise will probably, in the end, be placing the biggest demand on Wi-Fi 7, but have those deployments started in earnest yet? Not yet. The initial deployments are beginning to happen, but I think you would see more of the Wi-Fi 7 rollout happen in 2024, and I'd say the deployments will be pervasive, if I have to use one word. And the big key reason is really 6 gigahertz. It is absolutely the biggest needle mover. When we transitioned from Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6, OFDMA really brought in a nuts and bolts redesign of Wi-Fi that really enabled the enterprises to achieve more with Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi 6E brought in the 6 gigahertz benefits, and that really meant that the benefits of OFDMA could now be amplified. With Wi-Fi 7, where we, on top of OFDMA and 6 gigahertz, where we're adding features that specifically improve QoS and latency, that is absolutely critical and one that the enterprise customers really, really, really love. So all of this, and then coupled also with the fact that you have automated frequency coordination, the ability to go to standard power Wi-Fi, truly enables and empowers customers, the enterprise side, to be able to deploy a very solid Wi-Fi network with Wi-Fi 7. Okay. Last time you were on the podcast, you talked a lot about multi-link operation, MLO. Is that important to enterprise users? That is. And that is one of the key features that really helps with the latency mechanisms. MLO coming in truly helps you get to greater network capacity and lower latency. And that is going to help both the enterprise and the residential users alike, no doubt. It is a key differentiator for Wi-Fi 7. Okay. So for us consumers, somebody can tell us, hey, seven's better than six. Go get seven this year. But for an enterprise, there's a budgeting process and there are a lot of hoops to jump through. So what are the use cases that you think are going to convince those enterprise buyers to make this investment in 2024? Good question. I think from an enterprise perspective, it is all about having a better user experience, better network capacity, right? And if we can ensure that the enterprise networks can support many, many devices with a high throughput, that's the standard that they would migrate to. Case in point, just I, I want to go back to this transition from 6 to 6E to 7. 6 with OFDMA really brought in stability, but that stability was realized and amplified with 6E. But with 7 coming in, as we layer in the latency configurations, the ability to do better scheduling on the access point, all of these truly help you get a better, more stable, more deterministic network that can support more of the client devices 
that would be available on the enterprises. All of this makes Wi-Fi 7 better than 6, and therefore one that the enterprises would love to go get. And when you talk about client devices, are you still mostly focused on smartphones and laptops, or are you getting into IoT devices as well? From an enterprise perspective, where the focus has been on phones and laptops, however, on the enterprise side, coinciding with Wi-Fi 7, there are a lot of newer use cases emerging that center around IoT. One example is electronic shelf labeling. That is something that means that you'd have a lot more IoT peripherals that go along with the more pervasive phone and laptop type clients in an enterprise network. So there is some IoT coming into the enterprise side. Of course, on the residential consumer side, you are seeing more and more IoT devices being deployed at homes, which diversify the number and the type of clients that you get to see at home. Okay, great. Let's talk about some special classes of enterprise deployments, hospitals, stadiums, even classrooms. I know you had a lot to say about those last time you were on the podcast. There have been a good lot of deployments at venues, but 6, 6E, and you know, 7, as I said, would be more of a 24 event. But Wi-Fi 6E has been deployed prolifically in 2023 across all these venues, you know, tapping into the benefits of both OFDMA and 6 gigahertz. But as I mentioned, with standard power and AFC coming in, which allows you to operate at a greater power level, both indoors and outdoors, will allow you to tap into the benefits of 6 gigahertz even better. And that will absolutely come in handy as Wi-Fi 7 is being deployed in venues, whether it's schools or hospitals that you mentioned. Now, if you step back and look at each of these venues, whether it is a concert venue or a hospital or a school, once again, the two key ingredients here are capacity and latency. When you're at a venue and when you're at a concert or a soccer game or a football game, you're recording a video, you want to send it out real time, and you have hundreds of people in that venue doing the same thing at the same time. The two KPIs that become interesting there are really the network capacity, being able to support all these devices, and the low latency. Especially when you're doing a live stream, when you're doing simultaneous upload and download, latency becomes equally important. Same is true with schools. Schools become more and more virtual, more and more online. You want kids to learn via an immersive experience. Bringing in the concepts of virtual reality or augmented reality in classrooms would again require very low latency so that the experience is non-jittery and one that kids can have for a longer period in time. This would again call for Wi-Fi 7 with all of its latency enhancements via MLO and other features in there that will certainly help with the Wi-Fi 7. Makes sense. And what about the price points? I think that the Wi-Fi 7 APs are, are still more expensive than previous generations. When do you think we might see those price points come down? Well, every generation, you know, you have early adopters and with early adopters, you're going to have higher end devices that get to the market and higher end devices means more silicon content, more hardware, higher price. And that's what we're seeing with the Wi-Fi 7 cycle as well now. So all of the 23 devices that have had Wi-Fi 7, especially on the access side, 
are high-end three bands or four bands, so high-end devices. However, as we get to 2024, there will be more mainstream deployments. Broadcom, for example, are already sampling our second-generation chips, which tend to address the mid and low end of the market. So again, you're absolutely right. The market becomes mainstream as more of the mid and low end devices adopt a generation of the technology. And we believe that is going to be in 2024. Okay, great. And on the technical front, what do you expect for 2024? I don't think Wi-Fi 7 is yet approaching its theoretical specs. Will that happen in 2024? It will continue to evolve. So Wi-Fi continues to evolve. Wi-Fi 7 will also continue to evolve in, in terms of the features that uh, these devices bring in. Case in point being, you want to make sure that people are fully exploiting and enjoying the value that 6 gigahertz brings to the table. And that would come by way of AFC, automated frequency coordination, becoming more prolific. Again, that is something that we expect to happen in 2024. So standard power 6 gigahertz Wi-Fi will need to be a staple as we venture towards more of a Wi-Fi 7 adoption. And we believe it will be in U.S. and Canada in the next year. So that's going to be important. We also expect as more and more devices come in online with Wi-Fi 7, that the network itself would be able to more fully realize its potential. Because with Wi-Fi 6 and 7, I think it's incredibly important that more of your devices are supporting the latest generation of Wi-Fi because that's when you get the network effects. Where, as I said, we're moving from speed to more of a network technology and a network technology becomes more mature, more pervasive and more useful as more devices come online. That's something that I would expect to happen in 2024 as well. The network effect. All right, great. Anything else that you wanna make sure we get about Wi-Fi 7 while you're here? Martha, I'm actually super excited about Wi-Fi 7 in 2024. I think we've successfully, as an industry, taken 6 and 6C to production Broadcom. In the last three, four years, we've done over a billion and a half Wi-Fi 6, 6E chips. We're looking forward to another generation of success with Wi-Fi 7. We think that we've been very successful in deploying Wi-Fi 7, initial Wi-Fi 7 devices this year. We've been also very successful in creating the global momentum around the 6 gigahertz band, trying to rationalize the spectrum, trying to bring these devices across different countries so people see the value of this new spectrum. And uh, we do feel like 24 is going to be the year where this mass proliferation happens because of more devices being in the market, the low mid-end devices coming into existence, and also the fact that standard power 6 gigahertz Wi-Fi is going to be there. So for me, you know, 24 is something to look forward to. It's super exciting. I, I truly believe that we will see many and the right type of devices come to market with Wi-Fi 7 next year. Excellent. All right. Vijay Nagarajan, VP of Wireless Connectivity at Broadcom. Always great to have you here on The Signal. Thanks for making the time. Martha, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to this and probably for the next year as well. Yeah, we'll see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, Martha. Thank you. Thank you. And that is our show. Don't forget to check the show notes for more resources. And be sure to follow The Signal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, at the Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance. Thanks for listening and please join us next time on The Signal.